This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you for joining up with me today on this June 21st edition of Invest Talk. And of course, welcome to summer. The season is officially here today, and I am sure you've got some exciting things planned. I bet you could enjoy your getaway time a lot more if you were confident that you were doing everything possible to ensure that your investments were on the right track, right? And of course, helping you with that is my goal, is the goal of our show, Invest Talk. And that's the primary driving force behind behind this program, this radio program, and also our KPB Financials Invest Talk website. Now I'm Steve Peasley, and I pledge to offer my very best guidance here on the radio and the podcast, and as your investment advisor, if you so choose. So what's going on with gold today? Our going on with gold period recent months? What's happening? You may have noticed that the precious metal. Hasn't been doing very well. Reached a new low for 2018. And that's as the dollar index hit 11-month high. So why is that happening? What does this tell us about the market? And the perception of global tensions. What does it tell us? I'm going to get to that on today's program. But the program is always made more interesting with your timely contributions. So I encourage you to call me with Invest Talk, Investment finance questions or anything anything financial we'll talk about the number is 888-99-CHART that's our anytime listener line and here's a question that came in earlier good afternoon fellas i work for walmart warehouse walmart warehouse they match your first six percent of your 401k and i am enrolled in their 401k i'm also enrolled in their employee purchase plan which they will match 15% of your first 1800 you contribute per calendar year, which equals out to $270. My question is, am I better off for the long run to just cancel my employee stocks, which with the 270 they give me per year, once I max out the 1800 it comes out to be $2,070. Would you rather me cancel that or just up my 401k to maybe three or four more percent so I can make the $2,000 or just add the extra $2,000? I'll be looking forward to your question. Thank you. Bye. Well, I'd like you to invest as much as you can comfortably uh, in in your 401k. And if you're getting a 15% discount on the Walmart stock, which it sounded like you said you were, I would do that too. I like that. I like Walmart. Just don't let Walmart dominate your overall portfolio. You know, you, you know, there might be holding periods. You didn't mention that uh, when, uh, if you work for a company and they're giving you the company stock at a discount, many times there's holding periods. They won't let you sell it for six months or a year or 90 days. I don't know. Depends. Uh, but if they're giving it to you at that 15% discount, think you're getting, you know, free money at 15%. Yeah, the stock goes up and down. I understand that, but. Um, I would sell the stock back as it gets stronger and then buy more as it's weaker and just continue to do that over the years as long as you're working with them. But 
in answer to your question, yeah, I, I would want you to max out as much as you can your 401k, especially if they're they're matching it in any way, shape, or form there. Okay, good question. Thank, thank you for the question. I appreciate it. A published report of MarketWatch.com, MarketWatch.com, makes a pretty clear gold prices are dropping. You can see it on a chart. You know, it carved out a new low for 2018, so it's been weak all all this year. And at the same time, the dollar index has been going up. Now, dollar, our dollar goes up when our economy gets strong. And when the dollar goes up, that usually means gold prices will be falling. Now, but there's other forces at play here, okay? Other forces that make a big deal. And now, according to a chief market analyst with uh, Think Markets, the, the precious metal is firmly in a downtrend, and we see that. And that's due to the strength of the dollar. We know that. Uh, but is it going to last forever? No, it won't. A strengthening dollar weighs on commodities of all kinds, including precious metals. And that's what you're seeing right now. But you got trade tension in China and Europe and the United States. That's kind of bullish for gold. You have uh, uh, the Federal Reserve raising interest rates, raising rates. That's kind of bearish for gold. You know, uh, it, so... You know, there's a tug of war going on here, and the dollar is winning at this point. But, you know, think about the huge debt the U.S. is carrying, and no one's paying attention to that. Someday, someone's going to be paying attention to that. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's going to think, oh, look at that. Our debt is costing us more and more money as the Federal Reserve raises rates. All rates are going to go up, and the percentage of what has to pay, be paid on the federal debt it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger because interest rates on that debt's going to go up. And that will not help the dollar. That will help gold. So there's this big tug of war going on. And it's not a day-to-day -day tug of war. I'm talking about in, in general. There's a big, massive tug of war going on. And over in the next, in the next recession, you'll probably see gold spike really high. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, I don't think it's going to get much weaker. I just don't. And if you got a question about gold or any commodity or any investment strategy, give me a call. You can do it right now. The Invest Talk number is 888-99-CHART, and it is open. Now, what's our featured talking point today? Three essential things to consider before starting a business. I have started several businesses in my life. Some of them worked. Some of them didn't. So this might be a good subject to talk about, you know, so get, you got to stay tuned for that feature talking point, and we'll get into it. And yesterday, I did not get to how to the talking point that I wanted to talk about, and that was how long does a bear market last, and how deep are they? And I'm talking since 1945, all the bear markets since then. I want to talk about stocks versus bonds as well. What's happening in that tug of war? Why is there a tug of war between stocks and bonds? Do you know why? I'm going to share you. I'll share that with you. And Goldman Sachs, and everybody knows who Goldman Sachs is, says that earnings for corporations will rise over the next couple of years, but it doesn't, they don't think the stock market is going to do much. Why, why is that? 
So I'm going to give you their opinion on what's going on. I don't know if I agree with it or not, but I'm going to give you their opinion. And those are going to be the topics. And, of course, you drive the show. Your topics come first, so give me a call. The market was down today. The Dow was down 196 points. The Nasdaq down 69. And the S&P down 17. So it was a solidly down day today. And I see the, I see the headlines in the financial news about it being eight days in a row where the Dow has been down. I'm not, I'm not certain that's much news, by the way. I, I just don't think that's much news. S&P and the Nasdaq aren't down eight days in a row. I, I just don't think that it's newsworthy at this point. It's not like they were down, you know, two, three hundred points a day for eight days in a row or some huge amount. I don't know. <laughs> you know, so just not sure that's very newsworthy, being down eight days in a row. Could be up. It was up, I think, five or seven days or six of eight days before that. Did that, that wasn't news. I'm Steve Peasley. I hope you are taking a proactive approach to managing your portfolio. As a listener to InvestDoc, you know that there is, it, it, it's pretty complex. There's a complex set of variables that affect the marketplace, the stock market. And your investments, of course, is going to affect those just as much. Those variables really, you know, play a big role. It has been a while since you last, if it, if it has been a while since you really looked at your portfolio really carefully, I encourage you to take advantage of my limited uh, limited offer I give you. Uh, you can register for free, one-on-one -on -one personalized portfolio review sessions with me on July 18th in San Jose. Okay, so if you, if you live anywhere near the San Francisco Bay Area, I'll be in San Jose July 18th. We're making appointments right now. Go to investtalk.com. Start on the Invest Talk menu. Click a link. Scroll down and click on Portfolio Review. And then follow the instructions. It's pretty simple. It, you know, so 888-99 is our number. 888-99-CHART is the number. This is Invest Talk. The countdown to July 4th has begun. Steve's at his desk, and he's ready to take your questions. Call now, 888-99-CHART. 888-992, 888-99-CHART, everybody. Give me a call. We're going to talk to AJ in San Jose. How you doing, AJ? I'm good. How about yourself, Steve? Love your show. I'm good. Uh, thanks thanks for the call. I uh, just got a beating uh, after its earning. Uh, stocks down almost four dollars. So, do you think it's a good time to buy? Symbol is ORCL. Well, I'll tell you what; it's getting awfully cheap, and I think that what you want to do is wait a few days or, or a week or two. You want to see some sideways movement. You want to. You don't want to sell it while it's still going down. You like that. And you know what? When I tell that to everybody, everybody out there, you know, when I say wait for it to stop to go down. What all I'm suggesting is trying to improve your odds that it has it has indeed bottomed at a certain price. Okay, so it is weak, it's fallen, and this might be a good area because it's now becoming a value play. The stock is still very strong, their earnings are very good, but they just don't meet the expectations of what the analysts expected. So I, this might be a good place that you could pick it up. Right now it's at $43.10. And it's going to make $3.69 a share next year. That's what, 13, 
PE, 13 and a half, 14. And the range is 12 to 19. So, and got very good numbers. Return on equity is 26%. It is a $178 billion company, so it's big, safe, as far as that is concerned. The company's not going to go anywhere. So, AJ, I would just give it, give it a few days. Let's see where it settles at. And if you see it settling and it's not falling, breaking below the lows that it just made, then I think I would give it a shot. Maybe buy half a position. Maybe wait till it starts to get stronger and buy the other half position. Because it's a blue chip company now. Blue chip. So, you know, don't expect a lot of growth. It just won't do it. Thanks, AJ. Let's go to Carl in Philadelphia. How you doing, Carl? Fine, Steve. How about you? Good. Thanks for the call. Okay, thanks. I've been looking at Tencent Holdings, T-C-E-H-Y, for a while now. Could you look at the chart in your crystal ball? Tell me when a good time to get in, please. Uh, T-C-E. Okay, let me get this in there. Simple here. T-C-E. H-Y. There we go. Uh, Tencent Holdings Limited. T I got to type it. I, t I got to type it in all my software pieces, and sometimes it just takes me a second or two. Getting old. I'm slow. Uh, Tencent Holdings Limited. It's a it's a huge company, believe it or not. Not not too many people know about it. It's out of Hong Kong. It's a 474 billion dollar company. Chinese provider of internet and mobile value-added services and online advertising. Sales growth for such a big company is still quite strong. Cool, you know, it's pretty darn strong. Uh, it's going to make, uh, it sells about $11.7 billion a quarter. So $44 billion, $45 billion to, So it's kind of expensive, really. It's, it's an expensive stock because the growth rate is so high, it deserves to be expensive, but you're paying up, you're paying up for it. Um, for me, it's so expensive, I would not buy it. And it has started to weaken. I think you want to wait to buy this when it gets gives you a much a bigger drown stroke. It's $49.93. It used to be $60 just a couple months ago. So I think just wait. It's a strong company, but I think you need to wait on it. Okay. Right. Summer's Thanks here. So Thank you for the call, Carl. Thank you. Summer is here. Now might be a good time to take a look at the varied investment programs we offer here at KPP Financial. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, where their number one mission is helping you grow and protect your money. Here's a way to work toward a better measure of protection. Get some valuable portfolio review advice free. Steve Peasley will be meeting with InvestTalk listeners in personalized portfolio review meetings on July 18th in San Jose. Space is limited, so submit your appointment request now. Start on the InvestTalk menu link at investtalk.com, then choose portfolio review and follow instructions. Speaking of Steve, he's here now taking your questions live. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to James in Santa Rosa. How you doing, James? I'm doing pretty good, Steve. I'm talking today about Pfizer. Uh, this okay. I would go in my IRA. I have a position of it in all, already, which I've had for 
eight, nine years. I have retired, um, and uh, we're just looking to rejiggle some of the things for a good, solid dividend and uh, something that we know is going to be around that doesn't have much of a payout ratio. It looks like dividend solid. They keep raising it. I can't figure out a reason not to buy it. There, it, Pfizer actually looks pretty good to me. Pfizer, PFE, everybody is a symbol. Develops branded prescription drugs for cardiovascular and metabolic diseases and other conditions. $212 billion company. It is going to be around for a long time, James. There's no reason to not, you don't have to worry about the company itself. And of course, every you know, the, what drives uh, these branded prescription drugs makers is their pipeline and how much drugs they have in their pipeline. New drugs coming out. But you know, it's so big, it could buy a pipeline if its pipeline gets too thin. You know, and they spend about they spend about 15 percent of their of their earnings on research and development. So they they, I don't see any problems with it, and it's not expensive. They're going to make three dollars and eight cents next year, up four cents, four percent this year, two ninety five this year, up eleven percent from last year. Sales are going up one, two, three percent. It's not strong, but it. It's hard to grow these size companies. Great return on equity. And the P.E. is only about 13, and the range is 12 to 16. So, yeah, I have no problem with this, James. If you want to buy some more, just don't let it dominate your portfolio. But if you have room in your portfolio for more of Pfizer, it should do well. It pays a 3.7% right. dividend. Okay? Yeah, I like, that's what I'm looking for, that dividend. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. If you, I might suggest if you're looking just purely for the dividend, one, you might want to look over at the big telephone companies that we have uh, that pay more. If you don't have, if you need some diversification, I bought one of them just recently. That's the most most I can give you without violating the SEC rules. By the way, everybody. <laughs> Anyways, three things you should consider before you start your own business. Okay, and I've started several of them, uh, about five or six of them. And some of them have been very, very successful, some haven't. So it, it's very difficult. First thing you need to understand is, are you okay with risk? Because when you start a business, you don't know if it's going to be successful. 50% of all new businesses go out of business within a few years. Okay, 80% of all new businesses eventually fail. So it's a pretty high risk thing. Okay, so be ready for that. Are you okay with that kind of risk? Because, you know, if you've been working for a paycheck for years and that paycheck all of a sudden stops, it can be very, very painful. Can you handle being always on? You are on, you're on duty 100% of the day. Every day. You're on. You don't get to say, okay, I'll wash my hands of this business and I'm off for the weekend. I'm going to take a week off. Uh-uh. Doesn't work that way. Especially when your first few years when you're starting this business and trying to get it off the ground. Does not work that way. And finally, can you take being the boss? You're in charge of everything. You're going to make all the decisions. All the decisions are on your shoulders. Right, wrong, and different. Even if you hire somebody, you've got to make more decisions. Do you fire them because they're not working out well? What are you going to tell them to do? What, what's, it's not an easy thing, everybody. That's why not everybody can do it. So just consider carefully. 
Okay. Let's go to Dan in San Diego. How you doing, Dan? Doing good, Steve. Good to talk to you again. I wanted to ask you Thanks about SNR. That's new senior. Um, and, and this is kind of a different question. They're talking about strategic alternatives. In other words, possibly selling the company. I was wondering if you could look at your numbers and, you know, just a rough guess at what you think the company might sell for per share. Okay. Uh, this is Senior Investment Group. Uh, it's a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, that acquires, owns, and manages 133 senior holdings, senior housing properties in 37 states. So right. uh, I, I kind of like that business. Even though their sales have been falling for the last, I don't know, six or seven quarters, and I'm not sure why that, and I'd have to look at that. And their earnings haven't been very strong because of it. So they made a dollar five share in 2017, and then to, this year they're going to make 56 cents a share, next year only 53 cents a share. So the stock has only is selling at $7.55 as a result. Okay. Now, right. it's probably worth more than that. I would suggest that the stock is probably worth closer to 9 to $10 in a sale. Okay, so I, if that, I think that the stock is worth more than where it's trading at. But it's got to turn around its sales. Sorry, Dan, got to go. Appreciate the call. What's coming up on the next Invest Talk for Friday? That's tomorrow. Reality check. What the average retiree spends every month. You want to hear this tomorrow? You will. 888 99 our number. Our podcast continues on next. It may be hard to believe, but the average 401k investor misses out on over $5,000 per year in investment gains. How come? Poor timing and subpar fund choices. That's the big challenge that is being met now with active 401k. The typical 401k plan has limited choices. People don't know what to do, and that's exactly why active 401k was devised. It may be just what you've needed. It ranks your current options within your current employer's plan, and then all you do is log in and make the changes. You'll be told exactly what to buy, what percentages, and what funds. This program is offered by invitation to KPP clients and limited number of our listeners, too. And if you'd like to see more about it, just go to investtalk.com and click on the Investments tab and then look for Active 401k. Now let's get back to our podcast. It's a Thursday Invest Talk. Steve and Justin, thank you for listening. Remember that one goal of this program is to inform and educate without injecting unwanted bias or third party propaganda. Invest Talk is a constant resource for learning about the complex variables affecting your ability to attain financial success. Right now, Steve is at his desk, so give him a call with your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to, uh, let's go to Chris in San Jose. He wants to talk about Lockheed Martin. How you doing, Chris? Good. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Uh, yeah, I'd just like to know uh, mm-hmm. when's a good time to uh, get in uh, with uh, Lockheed Martin. Okay, it has quite a bit of support right around this $300 area, what it fell to today, okay? Uh, but 
It's like the other stocks we talked about. It's been falling for about 10 days in a row, right along with the Dow, falling eight days in a row. I think you want to wait till it stops. If, if stop, it could stop, well stop here, but it has to, you know, you want to see it show it to you. Is it going to stop here? The next support is down like around, oh, the next strong support around 275, 280. You want, the company has great earnings. Lockheed Martin LMT uh, manufacturing military aircraft missiles, satellites, submarine combat systems, and missile defense systems. Its sales are growing about 4%, 5% in the last few quarters. Uh, earnings are going up 20% this year, another 14% next year. Pays a nice dividend, 2.7%. So it's, it's a strong company. And that's probably why the P.E. is in like 20, 21. But that historically, Chris, is a pretty high P.E. Historically. And uh, I, think you, I think you need to have it settle down first before you step into it. So I want to see it go sideways and start up a little bit for a week or two before you jump in. And that hopefully, it might be from this point here, but... You know, it hasn't told us that yet on a chart. Chart saying, still looks kind of weak. So we have to wait. The stock itself, very strong, just a little bit pricey. Okay? Okay. Chris, All right, thanks thank for you very call. much. Thanks. You. LMT, everybody. LM is a Mary, T is in Tom. Okay, how long does a bear market last? And this, we're talking, I'm going to, uh, the stat went all the way back to 1945. So it avoided the Great Depression. So kind of in the modern era, we're talking about some 1945, which is the end of the uh, World War II. The average is 16 months long. Average. 16 months from the start to the finish of the bear market. And the average loss is about 30%. 30%. Average. Now, you remember in the last bear market we have in 2008, it was almost, or depending on which index, about 50% from the high to the low. Now, the next bear market we have is going to affect different generations in, a, in, in different ways. For instance, for instance, the baby boomers are going to be the most traumatized by the next bear market if they're in the market. Why? Because they have the most money exposed to the market and they're getting old and they really can't afford to lose that money. The least, the least uh, damaged will be probably the millennials and then the general Gen X generation. Why? Because they have lots of more years to invest in earning years to make up for any losses. And they've already seen that eventually it does recover from the last recession. Uh, so they, they weren't, and from that last recession, they probably didn't have much money exposed to the market, so it really didn't affect them as mentally. You know, it didn't affect their psyche as much. Oh, my God, i got to run away from it. Whereas the baby boomers were in, in, you know, last in 2008, were in their prime to late prime earning years, and they can't afford to have that kind of loss again. So remember, the average bear market is 16 months. And the average is 30% loss. That will affect, I think because of this, the baby boomers might make the correction worse because they'll panic. 
Remember, I'm talking about my generation here. I have more concern about them than the younger people at this point. I'm Steve Peasley. Justin and I work hard to inform the better form and better educate, better educate our loyal listeners to on the radio and via our podcast. And on investtalk.com, you can listen to live to the show as well. Now, we posted a simple and honest statement on our homepage. It says, the InvestTalk commitment to reason and common sense guidance can help make you a better investor. And I really believe that's true. Common sense, reason. Now, InvestTalk consistently provides independent investment advice. Uh, it's never influenced by third parties. I don't, you know, I don't use them at all. We do all our own research, and I don't let them persuade me one way or another. So please make it part of your daily routine. If you could, visit investtalk.com. I thank you now, and, and, and your portfolio will almost surely thank you later. In just under a month, Steve Peasley will be in San Jose for limited one-on-one -on -one portfolio review appointments. The date is July 18th, and if you haven't fine-tuned your portfolio, you may be missing all sorts of opportunities to protect and grow your money. So here's your chance to get a no-cost professional opinion, your free portfolio review tune-up. Appointments are limited. Reserve your space now at investtalk.com. Start on the InvestTalk menu link, scroll down to Portfolio Review, and send a registration request. The phone lines are open now. You can talk with Steve, 888-99-CHART. Hi, my name is Mark. Uh, I'm calling from New York. Uh, I love your podcast. And I have a question regarding what to invest if you have a good weekly cash flow from your business. I'm 45 years old and I have 25K in a Roth that I contribute every year. 75K in a regular brokerage account, both as an ETF, 50% domestic and 50% international. And I have another 50K invested only in dividend stocks. So my question is, since I can invest $1,000 a week for the next 10, 12 years, what is good to invest if you had that kind of cash flow? Thank you, Steve. Bye. Well, um, I would probably invest in, in a variety of ETFs uh, until I got to a point where maybe 100000 where I can buy individual stocks. And the variety of ETFs I would use would be, you know, uh, small cap, mid cap, large cap, and maybe uh, growth plus and then some value-focused uh, ETFs. I'd probably be more focused on value than growth if you're talking about 10 years because that's usually over long periods of time does better than growth. Growth can work for numerous, a number of years in a row better than value. But if you're talking about the market overall, I think value well, and I think over the next few years, value is going to outperform growth. Growth has been outperforming value for all of 2017 and this year as well. But you're starting to see value make a little bit of comeback this year. But growth still has has the, the bit in, in its mouth and is running still. Big cap tech companies. Okay? Stocks versus bonds. A one-month treasury pays a 1.84% yield. So if you bought a one-month U.S. treasury bill, you would get 1.84% in yield. S&P 500 yields, and I'm talking about dividends, 1.89. 
just a little bit more. Why am I bringing this up? Now, the one-month treasury has absolutely no risk. The S&P 500 has capital depreciation risk, right? If you buy that S&P 500 and it goes down in value, you'll still get the 1.89, but now you've lost money. In a one-month treasury, you don't. You don't lose any money. There is always, if I can drum this into your head, there's always competition for dollars between the bonds and stocks. In recent years, there's been no competition because bonds didn't pay anything. Stocks were clearly the winner. And long-term, stocks outperform bonds easily. But as bonds' yields rise, they become more and more and more attractive. As the baby boomers, a big slug of people, enter retirement, the stock market becomes less attractive and the bond market becomes more attractive because of the risks involved. So here we have, we have a scene right before our face where the risk and return is changing. The risk and return ratio between bonds and stocks is changing. Yes, but stocks are still have uh, and still will always have the edge. But when interest rates rise, bonds become more attractive and attracts more money away from stocks and toward bonds. Now, this is, and I, it's very obvious. I mean, since, since this year, since this year, short-term ETF debt, bond debt, short-term, there's been $17 billion of inflows this year. $17 billion of inflows this year versus none, virtually none, for years. Why is it changing? Because the Federal Reserve is raising rates, and now you're getting more money on your money, and the money that you want to be safe and secure, you can use ETF short-term bond funds, and you can make that 1.84%. So you're seeing the competition play out in real life if you're paying attention. And what happens if the rates go up and you can get 3% on a one-month treasury? You don't think that that's going to be awfully attractive to a lot of people with a lot of money? Well, where's that money got to come from? It comes from the stock market. So there's competition between the bond market and the stock market for dollars. And this is where you have to really analyze what's going on. What's the best return for your money and how much risk you want to take for that return? Okay? It's time for our Invest Talk 101, even though maybe we just had that. I don't know. Invest Talk 101, the Dow Jones Industrial Average. What is the Dow? D-O-W, Dow. And what does it mean to investors? Okay, it's an index of companies, 30 of them, 30. You know, it didn't start out with 30. Back in 1890-something, when it first came out, it was all railroad companies. It was like five or six or something like that. Anyways, it's 30 stocks, and they're usually household names, 3M, IBM, Coca-Cola, Disney. The idea is that by looking at the companies on the list, it's possible to get a broad picture of the stock market. This index must be the most quoted and followed index in the world. You know it is. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was created by Charles Dow in 1896. He was one of the founders of the Dow Jones and Company. 
the same company created the Wall Street Journal. Okay. Dow published a daily average out, okay, it was 12, 12, 12 stocks, okay, uh, 10 railroads and two industrials. And then within a few years, he expanded the list to 20 stocks, and then years later, you know, realized industrial companies were quickly becoming more important than railroads, so he made more adjustments, okay? So think about that. All indexes are adjusted. They don't, they're not stagnant. I mean, we just learned this week, Dow got rid of GE and added uh, um, whatever that, um, the, the drugstore. So, you know. Now, as a result, okay. So, they, they publish the, the uh, every day, the Dow goes up and down like all the other indexes. Okay, as a result, you know, the Great Recession, of course, 2007-2009, the, the Dow Industrials underwent significant changes. Because some companies failed or were merged or simply dropped out. It happens. They change all the time. All the indexes do. They change all the time. So it's not always the same stocks. They don't change often, they don't, but they do. The S&P changes at least every, every year. Something changes about the S&P. Because companies get bought out or go out of business. And things happen. That's Invest Talk 101. Do you have a topic you'd like to like me to cover? Well, just ask. Click on Contact Steve on investtalk.com and send me an email. Our lines are open, ready for your call, 888-99-CHART, or anytime this line is always open, as you know. And you can get your question that way if it's off, if it's off hours. Here's a question that came in earlier. Hey, guys. It's John here in Maine. Just had a question about AAOI. I uh, got in at about $25. Now it's shot up to around $40 as of yesterday. Just wanted to see if you guys think it's got a lot more room to run or if I should maybe take some profits off the table or uh, get out completely. Thanks. Look forward to hearing your answer on the podcast. Okay. AAOI, Applied Optoelectronics, manufactures fiber optic network products for the cable TV, fiber to home, and data center markets. It's an $844 million company, so it's a small cap. Uh, they made $4.62 in 2017, but that was a very odd year. Something had to happen because the year before that, they only made $1.39, and then this year, they're only going to make $2.06. So why did they make $4.62 in that one year? So it was a one-time item. It was something odd, and uh, uh, you have to look. I have to see what that is. Next year, it's going to make $2.76, up 30% or so. So that's a good thing. Um, good return on equity, 33%. It's not a high PE. It's a $43 stock. Well, it is kind of high. Okay. Yeah, yeah, see that $4.62 year, 2017? Uh, I think they're using that to gauge a PE. And that's not right because you've got to look forward. $2.76 going forward and a $43 stock tells you that what the PE is, what, 17, 18? That's not cheap. It's not overly expensive, but it's not cheap either. So it's a good, solid stock. I just don't like that the sales the last two quarters have fallen, and the last quarter fell 32%. I don't know. I think you might want to take profits here. That's what I think. I think you take profits. 888-99-CHARTER is our number. On the next Invest Talk, Reality Check. 
what the average retiree spends every month. That's tomorrow. But now, Steve is ready and waiting for your calls. He's got answers to your financial questions. The lines are open, 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART, let's talk to Nick and Hayward. How you doing, Nick? <laughs> yeah, fine, fine, Steve. How are you, sir? I'm Great good, show. thank you. Thank you. Just, thank you, appreciate hey, it. Hey, yes. Yeah, Steve, uh, I'm... I'm thinking about getting a small position in this a new stock, I would think. I don't know. Someone told me about it. Yeah. It's new. The symbol is IQ. And it's yep, been trading IQ heavily I- on, on NASDAQ lately. Yeah, it, it, it is an interesting stock. It's IQ is a symbol. It's IQIYI Inc. I'm not IQIYI. I'm not sure. That's yeah, it. I don't know how to pronounce that. I <laughs> uh, ink. I, I, I know. know. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. It's a Chinese company providing uh-huh. platform for high quality high quality videos online that feature original content. Okay, so it's it's a, and it came out as an IPO initial public offering in March of this year at eighteen dollars a share, and today is at thirty eight dollars and eighty three cents. It got up to forty five. $45 a share, and it fell 12% today. So, Nick, they don't make uh-huh. money. They're not going to make money this year. They're not going to make money next year. So this is a kind of stock. The sales growth is 50, 60, 70% a quarter. So this is a, mm. and it's a market cap of $28 billion, a market cap of $28 billion, and it doesn't make any money. This is one of those Nick roller coaster stocks. So if you want to take a shot at it, you've got really high sales, and there's a lot of people who think it's going to make money because of that sales. Uh-huh. They just haven't made money yet. And try to remember, it came out in uh, I think it was April, was it April, late March or early Night. April. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Six months, uh-huh. six months after any IPO, six months after it. So. So in uh, October, insiders can start selling and taking some profits if they want. They got to hold it till then. So okay. be wary that it might go down then. But where it might be going, maybe it'll double again. Who knows? But it also could really tank on you. It's one of those companies could go either way. So if you are going to take a shot at it because of the sales growth, don't do it with a lot uh-huh. of money. Don't. No, don't do no, it no, of course okay? not. Okay. What, what would you say? I'm looking at online, and they're showing P.E. ratio of 13.82. There's no On P.E. Wall ratio Street because Journal. there's no E. There's no huh? E. There's no earnings. They're going to lose $1.13 this year per share. Then next year, they're going to lose $0.94 cents a share. So the only way that anybody could say they're going, there's, a P, there's a P.E. ratio is they think maybe next year they'll make money. And they say, okay, we think they're going to make a dollar. Well, yeah, but that's not the estimates by most of the experts out there. They're saying they're not going to make money next year. So it depends on, you know, there's no E yet, no earnings. Okay? Appreciate the call, Nick. Thank you. That's IQ is the symbol, everybody. IQ. Goldman Sachs says, and I I quote Goldman Sachs because they're supposed to be quote-unquote, the smartest people on the street. That's what they're supposed to. 
Now, they say earnings will rise, sales and earnings will rise for corporate America, for all the stocks, companies in the stock market. <coughs> they say it's going to rise and start topping in the next year, few years. In other words, not rise after a few years. That kind of hints at a recession somewhere down the road. But they said that the stock prices probably won't. Isn't that interesting? So they're predicting rising income and earnings, but not rising stock prices. And how they don't say it that way. I just so you know, it's not as clear. They give you projections on where the S&P is going to be trading at next year and the year after that. Okay? They give you those projections. And they're saying next year is going to be trading at, oh, around $2,800. Uh, $2,800 $2, $2, each uh, for $2,800 on the S&P. What is it today? $2,749. So, that's, what they, that's how they say it. So they don't expect much of anything. That's a wrap-up for today's program. I hope you learned something of value in this hour. If you'd like to additional information, take a moment to send me a message through investtalk.com. Go to the Contact Us link. Scroll down. Send me an email. Okay? And ask your question anyway, anything you want. As long as it's financial. I'm Steve Peasley. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening today. And we'll do it again tomorrow. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for listeners to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are principals of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, which retains all rights. 